0: All right, Um, for those of you who are interested, I did not bring books to sell. Uh, Actually, to sell books, you have to have a license and a tax, you have to file for a tax license and all that stuff, and it was kind of a hassle. So if you're interested in getting any of my books, just get them from Barnes & Noble or Amazon or wherever. And we appreciate the uh, support of people buying our books because I am a full-time author. That's how I make my living, as an author. Uh, I transitioned from being a full-time paramedic in 2015 to being a full-time author because that young lady over there, my wife, um, she saw my destiny. And she said, you're supposed to be a writer. You're not supposed to be a paramedic. And at the tender age of 51 years old, I wrote my first book. And I love the life of being an author. It was my destiny that no one ever told me about until she told me about it. and, and, And in fact, every good idea that I've had in the last 15 years was her good idea first. She convinced me to start a YouTube channel. She convinced me to write books. She convinced me to follow Q. I'm not kidding. Almost every good idea I've had, Denise had it first, and she said, "Yeah, you know, somebody with a big mouth needs to get on YouTube and talk about this stuff." And it ain't me, but you can do it. So, uh, so Denise, Denise is my secret sauce. She's the the brains of the operation, and uh, I just want to give her honor for everything that she does for me. Some of you saw my live stream with Patrick Gunnels when we went on uh, back in January or February, whatever it was. And uh, one person happened to be watching. Now, Patrick and I were talking because we're both former atheists. Okay, I lived as an atheist until I was 38 years old. And then I had a come to Jesus meeting and it transformed my life. And Cindy was one of the people listening to the live stream with me and Patrick talking. And we were bantering back and forth. And at the end of the of the broadcast, I did a little five minute prayer, praying for people to be healed on the live stream. Cindy, you wanna come up here?
1: Am I getting paid for this? <laughs> yes, you are.
0: <laughs> You're getting paid handsomely. So what happened when you were listening to the broadcast?
2: Um, okay, so I was, um, Getting ready to go to work, and I was watching Patrick. You were a guest, and um, I should have been heading to work, but you know, you're always a great guest. So I was listening, and I was really intrigued by you talking about the healing. And normally, I would be sort of a skeptic of something like that, but I was really intrigued. And you started talking about how anyone could heal themselves if they believed in it, but that you had done, you know, that you've helped heal a lot of people, and so then. Well, I, leading up to this, I've I've been having severe knee pain for about two weeks. I had overextended my knee and um, it was throbbing every day. I don't like taking medicine. So I was just sort of living with the throbbing and there was swelling. And so as you were closing, you said, all right, I'm gonna heal some people. And so he, um, and I'm looking at the camera, it's like he was talking to me and he said, so let's say you have knee pain. And I was like, oh my God, so, you know, heal your meniscus is going to heal your ligaments the pain the swelling and as he's saying it I'm actually feeling tingling in my knee and it was crazy because after you were done the pain was gone and so I I contacted some friends including my aunt over here and I told her because she's a big believer in this kind of healing and I kept waiting the whole day I wonder if the pain's going to really come back And it never did. And so occasionally I might tweak my knee since then, and I literally put my own hand on my knee now, and I start just kind of mentally trying to heal my own knee, and it works every time. It's crazy. But anyway, thank
0: thank you. There is, there is literally nothing better than watching God work miracles. It amen. is the coolest thing. Paul, can I get an amen? amen. amen. <laughs> amen. All right. So uh, that's how I met uh, Patrick Gunnels formally. And then I was uh, uh, very happy to appear with Patel Patriot on the live stream just a few weeks ago and got to know everybody. And we have such an amazing community of people, Uh, both the people who provide content and the people who consume the content, the followers and digital soldiers, what we are, all of us, we're all digital soldiers, right? And I'm going to talk about being a digital soldier. And the theme of this message is how to be a digital soldier, how to navigate the storm and not end up in a mental hospital.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: that's the theme, and it's gonna be biblical. I'm just yeah. Can you come up? All right, so yesterday afternoon, uh, we were hanging out, out here, and I was doing a little healing session, praying for people to be healed. And this one over here, what's your name again? Anna. Anna? Yeah. All right, so Anna is there. She's got a frozen shoulder okay and I have a pretty good track record for frozen shoulders and I think she said you know you said you had a good track record for frozen shoulders so get over here and pray for me and get this thing fixed she so I was praying over her shoulder over the course of about 10 minutes and all she could do was raise her arm to about there and that's it she couldn't raise it any higher it was I kept praying I kept praying and it wasn't doing anything and I said okay I'm going to give you some homework. Because I know when I pray for people to be healed, I'm releasing power. We're going to talk about that in a minute. I know I can release power, but power by itself is not the only thing that brings healing. Because the symptoms that we have can either be physiological, spiritual, or emotional. And what we're finding through all the, tele- the Telegram testimonies, if you're following me on Telegram, People are testifying of, you know, every day that if they go through emotional healing, they'll receive physical healing. Okay? So what happened last night?
3: So my friend that's with me, Shannon, um, follows Dave often and puts into practice the emotional healing piece. And I was like, well, we got to do it with me. So we got back up in the room and did, went through some very intense um, emotional healing just the very simple steps and I think what made me afraid prior to doing it was what's it going to be like I'm going to be a mess I've got hours going to be upset and that was not what happened it was very simple and it felt it's not constantly too simple it felt too simple, too simple but I slept so hard and But this morning, got up, didn't really rush in to get down here. But I speak. I was um, sitting there earlier, and a speaker was speaking. I was so into it, but something else came up, just flooded up, emotional thing. Yes. Okay. And I thought we were done, and it was like, no, 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 no. And so I just by myself did what Shannon said we did last, what she did last night, and I felt this weird um, that. When you did it the first time, I felt a little something out there. But while I'm not here, after I did that, I felt it again, but weirder. And I looked around I looked around to see if you were like back there doing it,
1: Like,
3: like what just happened? And I never saw you, I couldn't see you. And so then I got right back into the speaker. We break for lunch. I went up to the room and I was like, I just wonder, Oh, that feels different. <laughs> and now you can bring it all the way up. Uh, uh, yeah. I could not do that. I mean, it's still a little different. It's still a little tight, but I could not do that. Yeah. Wow. No, no, no. No.
0: She has almost normal range of motion now yeah. in her left shoulder. And yesterday, it was not going any higher yeah. than that. Wow. And and emotional healing was yes. the trick. Yes, it is. All right. Thank you. So, uh, we've, got, we've got some baby boomers in the audience, my hand is up, <laughs> and and when you get to be a baby boomer, you have aches and pains, and the longer you live on this planet, the more emotional trauma you suffer. And that comes in a lot of forms. Uh, disappointment is one form of trauma. So. How many of you had your emotional balloon deflated on November 4th of 2020? How many of you suffered another emotional blow on January 7th, 2021? And how many of you pretty much got black pilled on January 20th of 2021?
1: <laughs> right. right,
0: exactly. It was a very rough three months for Team MAGA. Yeah. We got kicked hard. We thought something was gonna happen. There's a plan. The White Hats are in control. They got this. We're gonna get them in the they're gonna switch the counter. Something's gonna happen, right? And it didn't happen. And Joe got inaugurated. And and I was observing my friends on social media. And there was a lot of people who were pissed off. Oh yeah. And sad, depressed, black-pilled, gave up. What the heck happened? I thought there was a plan. And, you know, a lot of us went through the dark night of itself. It was a very, very difficult time for most of us. Even the digital soldiers who thought, I know there's a plan, I know that it's a, Trump's doing something, it's, he was, God, He's he told us what's gonna happen. it's gonna be. We'll all be okay. A lot of people who were convinced that they were totally on board, totally red pilled, totally full of faith, got very very. Uh, they went through a very difficult time. And I'm here to suggest to you, and I have some prophetic revelation behind this. We have some more difficult times ahead of us. Okay. If you listen to L, you know what their plan is. Yeah. Okay. They've told us what their plan is. They plan to enslave the world's population in their digital gulag. That's their plan. Now, I don't think they're going to be successful. That doesn't mean they're not going to try. Okay. So we've got a number of things coming at us. We're aware of it. All right, Biden told us food shortages are coming. You might as well get used to it, right? I mean, he said that two weeks ago on TV. He told us food shortages are coming. You can see the price of everything getting more expensive. Why didn't they kick us all off of Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram?
1: Because
0: we're digital soldiers. We're getting our narrative out there. We're defeating their narrative. And they're not going to let that continue. The narrative control is everything for them. They have they, they want nothing more than to control us. That's what they want. And they're gonna pull out all the stops to try to control us. Fortunately, there's more of us than there are of them. Yeah. A lot more of us. Yeah. And, and look, the, the longer Joe Biden stays in office, the more of us there are, there are every day. <laughs> how many? How many of you got red pill during COVID? A lot of people got red pill during COVID. They realized this is a scam. We're being lied to, right? How many of you lost a family member to COVID? Right. How many of you br- lost a, a uh, relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, broken relationship with your parents, broken relationship with your kids, broken relationships with family members. How many of you have suffered alienation because of COVID or your support of Trump? Almost everybody. Right. And that's what they want. They want you to feel isolated They want to divide us, race, creed, religion, politics. They divide us in every way possible. They want us isolated. They want us demoralized. That's what digital warfare is about, right? We're not fighting sea, air, and land. We're not Navy SEALs. We're fighting in the cyber domain. We are digital soldiers and we're at war and their warfare tactic is division, demoralization, disappointment, disheartening us. They want to continually beat down our sense of hope, so we give up, we quit, and we submit to their narrative, and then they can control us. That's what they want. And I don't think we're going to let that happen. But they they are gonna try. All right, so why are we getting all these warnings about cyber attacks from Russia? What do you think's coming? They're gonna take down the internet or they're gonna try. And it's probably gonna come when Durham starts unsealing indictments because that's the thing they fear the most. They want to control us. What they fear most is the public knowing about their crimes. Because once the public knows about their crimes, they lose power, and it's game over. That is for all the money. Okay, they are not, they're gonna do everything in their power to try to prevent normies from learning about their corruption. So, we've got some interesting terrain ahead. (laughs) We have some interesting terrain to navigate. Uh, do you know, have you thought about the implications if they like, take down our ability to access the internet for even a week? Think about the implications of that. No more electronic financial transactions. Stock market, frozen. What else happens when they, if they just take, for example, people say, well, how would they do that? There's a hundred ways they can restrict our access to the internet. One way is they uh, hit Microsoft uh, operating system, Windows, with a zero-day virus, and take it all down, It's, it's gone. They do this, they take offline, they take offline the Apple operating system, Windows operating system, and Google operating systems for devices 95% of the people in the world have no access to the internet. They just take the operating system down. And then your phone doesn't work. And what do you do now? So, yeah, smoke signals. (laughs) So, we we are, We're driving pretty fast toward the precipice. There is a precipice. We're being forced toward it, and it is going to be a bumpy road, getting there and in the aftermath. Okay, food shortages, hyperinflation, bank failures. I mean, it can get. It's going to. It could get pretty rough. So, what? What my message here today is about is i want you to know how to have peace when the world is going to hell and i'm going to tell you what happened to me (laughs) because it'll help you a lot all right so hang on a second let me get my spectacles out It didn't work to be fake news.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Matthew chapter 6, Sermon on the Mount. Jesus has just taught his disciples how to pray. We're going to cover that in a minute, but I wanted to jump down. Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 25. This is Jesus speaking. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you, not even Solomon in all of his glory was arrayed as one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore do not worry saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, and therefore do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things, sufficient is the day for its own trouble. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. All right. Amen. So, all right, now that is that is one of the most often read passages in the Bible. And the key point, and I juxtapose the verse, seek first the kingdom of God. So, I went through a, a season, a very short period of time, in October, last October, where every time I listen to a news story about COVID or vaccines, a spirit of fear was trying to attack me. Now, everyone, almost everyone who's spoken today has said, we're in a spiritual war. Let me tell you what spiritual warfare actually is. There are spirits. (laughs) Jesus called them Demons, And a demon of fear was trying to attack me every time I listened to a news broadcast about COVID or vaccines. Happened over and over and over. I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast where he interviewed Dr. Malone. Malone. Yes, Malone. And I'm telling you, Denise, I wasn't listening to it. Denise was listening to it in the bathroom. And I'm in the bedroom. And this spirit of fear is trying to attack me. And I literally plugged my ears so I couldn't hear the broadcast because I did not want that message going in. Because as long as that message was going into my mind, that spirit of fear was attacking me. It was trying to get away into my life. A freaking demon was trying to attack me through a message about COVID and vaccines. How many of you have felt fear Anxiety or worry listening to a news broadcast? You know what the Holy Spirit said to me after about two weeks of this going on? He said, why are you trying to get peace from watching news broadcasts?
1: You
0: mean I shouldn't? For... Well, let's see. In 2016, all right. So, in 2013 through 2015, I was writing books. I wrote this book called "Divine Healing Made Simple." Would anybody like a copy? Yeah, yeah Here go. You go. So, in. 2013 through 2016, I decided I was going to live the life of an author, I was going to be a preacher. We have a ministry, a nonprofit ministry, and we do prayer and teaching and training and equipping. That's what we do. But in 2016, when Trump started to run, the Lord said, I want you to follow Trump. I want you to switch to politics and current events. And I said, you have got to be kidding me. (laughs) I do not want to talk about politics and current events. That's the most boring thing. I did not like politics current events. I decided 30 years ago, all politicians are corrupt. The whole system is rigged. I don't want to be involved in it. I don't want, I'm I'm not interested in it. I didn't even really care about voting much. I just didn't think it mattered. But uh, God had his way. So in 2016, I switched politics current events in 2017 Q came along 2018 I started just doing my my pretty much my whole message was all about Q I still kept doing the supernatural Saturday videos podcast but I pretty much switched to politics and current events and it's not that I stopped listening to God because God was giving me dreams and speaking to me visions every night but I started to get my peace, get my sense of well-being from being informed about current events. So I was always checking my Twitter feed. What's going on? What's happening? Did Devin Nunes tweet today? Did Drunk tweet today? Did Q post today? Always oh, gotta be stayed up on the Q posts, right? I My sense of, well-being, my sense of being informed and knowing what's happening in the world came from current events and politics. That was where I was getting my peace. And that ended in October last year. When the information I was getting from news and current events, um, the enemy started using it against me. And the Lord said, why don't you let me be your peace? And I was like, oh, you mean like, seek first the kingdom of God, that that, that kind of (laughs) peace? Yeah, that kind of peace. Right, so what does that look like practically? I'm gonna use an illustration, a couple of illustrations. And this is, we're gonna transition here, into how the kingdom of God responds to crisis. Because we are going to be seeing a few crises in the near future. And God has a way that he responds to crisis. Okay. So Jesus and the disciples, they're crossing the Sea of Galilee and a storm blows up and Satan's trying to take out the disciples and Jesus is going to sink the boat. And the disciples are freaking out. What is Jesus doing? He's sleeping
1: (laughs) in a storm.
0: All right. What kind of peace did Jesus have that he was sleeping in a boat during the storm? He wasn't worried, which is what he told him in the Sermon on the Mount. Don't worry, your Father knows what you need, and He will provide for you. So when the disciples freaked out, Lord, we're going to perish. Don't you care about us? We're your friends. And, well, he unfriended me on Facebook last week, but we're still some of us are friends. <laughs> So Jesus said, "O oh, ye of little faith, what are you worried about? We got this." He gets up and rebukes the storm. He is calmed. Everything's cool. Jesus exercised authority over the weather. It was a demonstration to his disciples, as Lala, I think, said. The works that I do, you will also do. And greater works, because I go to my fatherhood. Jesus was demonstrating how the kingdom responds to crisis. Oh, there's a storm? Well, let's just be calm to the storm. It'll be calm. Not a problem. <clears throat> I've actually, funny thing happened in 2009. My brother, who lives here in Nashville, uh, 2009, 21 inches of rain fell in Atlanta over the course of about three days. Massive, swirling, low pressure, just torrential rains. My brother sends me an email. Why don't you ask God to get rid of this storm? We're getting flooded down here. (laughs) I was at this this supernatural uh, hunger conference in Spokane at the time. And every morning for two mornings in a row, I would go into the lobby Listen to the, watch the news, see that storm over the southeast just dumping torrential rain. And I said, Lord, why don't you do something about that? And the Holy Spirit very clearly said, why don't you do something about it? Mm. (laughs) And he said it twice, and the third day, I was like, I'm not even gonna ask the question. I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna say, why don't you do something about it? So me and some of my friends, we went out, and we just made declarations into the atmosphere. To move that storm away from Atlanta, out over the Atlantic Ocean. The next day I went down, went into the hotel, and you can see that swirling storm move out to the Atlantic, no more rain. It took me, it took me a long time to wrap my mind around the fact that we're supposed to do the same things Jesus did. Alright, so Luke chapter nine, verse one. Jesus called the 12 to himself, and he gave them power and authority over demons and to heal diseases. Okay? Jesus gives his disciples power and authority over demons and to heal diseases. If you are a disciple of Jesus, the Holy Spirit lives in you. You have all the power (laughs) All the authority you're ever going to need to raise the dead, heal the sick, calm storms, kick out demons, and virtually anything else you want to do that is within God's will. Jesus demonstrated the will of God. He healed every sick person who came to him. He ruined every funeral he went to.
1: <laughs>
0: Rebuked the storms. Okay. They're out with the multitude, thousands of people. Jesus is teaching. They're following him. And it's getting late. It's nighttime and they haven't had any food. And the disciples start to worry. Lord, there's no food. They're going to ask for food. We should send them all away and they can go get food. Jesus said, no, you give them something to eat. But there's thousands of people, Lord. <laughs> we don't have anything. But the Lord said, what do you got? Five fish two loaves. So, Jesus says, give me what you got. He prayed a blessing over the five fish and the two loaves and he handed them back to the disciples and said, give them out to the crowd. He did not multiply the loaves and fish. He gave them back the five fish and the two loaves that he received from them. He said, distribute that to the multitude. And as they went out and distributed the food by faith, the food multiplied in their hands. They were the ones who multiplied the food by faith, power of God, but it was they who multiplied the food. Now, if Joe Biden says, we're gonna have food shortages Well, you already know what the answer to that is. You're going to pray over the food you have, and it's going to multiply. And then you're gonna give it to your friends, neighbors, because they're not gonna have the faith to do it. You will. So on my telegram channel, we've been posting testimonies of people who have seen food multiply, who have prayed over their washing machines and dryers and seen them healed, who have prayed over their broken cars and seen them healed, all right? I've been posting Telegram testimonies every day for the last four months. People praying over their pets and getting them healed. (laughs) Right, Dr. Ava? People praying over their dying husbands in the ICU and getting them healed. Right, Dr. Ava? There is nothing that is impossible for us to do when we walk in faith nothing and we're going to need it because they have evil plans for us but God has a different plan He has given us authority, He's given us power to heal to multiply food, to speak calm to the storm and anything else that is in the will of God your pets I have a friend who has been driving around the country for a long time mostly broke she prays over her gas tank for her car and her, her car just takes her across the country and she never refills the tank she has incredible faith she just she knows God she knows who she serves she knows who she is she knows her identity and she knows God's gonna work miracles if she needs a miracle. And we can all learn to, I've, I've over broken computers. I had a computer one time years ago, my Panasonic Toughbook laptop that I carried with me everywhere to write my blog posts, write my books. That sucker died deader than a doornail. It was dead. I plugged it into all outlets. I changed out the battery. I did all the troubleshooting. thing was deader than dead. And I panicked a while, went inside, got some coffee in the hospital, had some breakfast, had a conversation with the Lord. He said, well, you've prayed for other things. Why don't you pray for that? Let's see what happens. I was like, "Pray over a computer? <laughs> yeah. So I went out in the ambulance, put my computer on the floor of the ambulance, commanded it to be healed, commanded all the circuits to work, commanded the battery to come back to life, plugged it in, powered it up. It's been working ever since, and that was like ten years ago no problems. so God has given us the power and authority and he's given us the keys to the kingdom and and what we really need to sort of wrap our minds around is that we are people from another kingdom
1: Amen.
0: okay there are kings of this physical earth and there is a king in the spiritual kingdom the kingdom of god and that's who we work for we serve him and we do his will matthew chapter 6 all right jesus is teaching his disciples how to pray our father who are in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You get it? You get it? He was teaching his disciples how to pray. He said, look, my father has a will. He, there are no sick people in heaven. There is no homelessness in heaven. There's no poverty in heaven. There's no broken dryers in heaven. There ain't nobody in heaven who's blind or have an amputated amputated foot. Everybody in heaven is whole. That is the will of God is to heal, bless, prosper, and that is the kingdom that we represent. And God wants us to manifest his kingdom on earth the way it is in heaven. We We are called to manifest God's will in the earth. Jesus is a demonstration. He gave us examples. He showed us how to live. We've heard testimonies. We're going to have more this weekend. (laughs) Any of you need need healing, we'll we'll get you you prayed for. We'll do our best to get you healed. A lot of you are going to need emotional healing. A lot of you need emotional healing right now. The emotional healing, so... um, Let's put it this way. God has given us a lot of tools in the tool belt. Um, In this world, we'll have tribulation. And I'm not talking about the great tribulation. We're just going to... We have trouble. We have tribulation. We have trials. We have testing. We have bumps in the road. In this world, you'll have tribulation, Jesus said, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He has destined us to be overcomers. And if you're going to be an overcomer, you have something in your way you have to overcome. He's given us tools to be overcomers. He's given us power for healing. He's given us authority to get rid of demons. He's given us a technique for emotional healing that works really well. It's really simple. It's not two hours of counseling. It's five minutes of Lord, I don't like this junk. Would you please take it away from me? <laughs> and it's that simple. He's given us keys for emotional healing. Uh, this will stretch your some of your imagination. A few years ago, um, I have a friend who lives in Mesa near me. And we would, we would text each other once in a while. And one morning he texted me and said, so, thanks for coming over to visit me last night. And I was like, I didn't come over to visit you last night. And he said, yes, you did.
1: <laughs>
0: and you got me healed. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so he said, yeah. So you came and visited me in a dream last night. And I had a dream. And you, you were in my dream. You sat on the bed next to me. And you looked at me and you said, man, you got a bad shoulder. I'm going to pray for you to be healed. And I put my, in a dream, I put my hand on his shoulder and started praying, he said, I felt a lightning bolt go through my body. And in the morning, he was healed. He had a separated shoulder. I had no idea he had a separated <laughs> shoulder. He went to the gym the next day and worked out for the first time in a long time. I healed him in a dream. And the funny thing is that night, I had a I had a dream where I was visiting my friends, but I don't have any idea what I did when I got, I just was around visiting friends. And apparently, in my dream, I visited him and got him healed. Okay? Wow. Traveling in the Spirit. Oh, hang on a minute. Mm-hmm. So I wrote this book called Traveling in the Spirit. Anyone want it? Oh, right there with the green cap coming over here. This is not astral projection, This is, it's biblical. Elijah and Elisha did it all the time. The Lord, the Lord would pick them up and move them around. Uh, happened in the New Testament. Philip the Evangelist, who's <laughs> hanging out with the Ethiopian eunuch, preaching to him, hey, let's get baptized. Get some baptized. Spirit of the Lord picks him up, moves him a couple hundred miles away. All right, traveling in the Spirit. If they lock us down or try to, I'm sorry, God can pick us up and move us wherever He wants to. We don't need a train, we don't need a mask. We don't need an airline ticket. God can pick us up and move us anywhere he needs us. We are not limited by the kings of this earth. We work for a different kingdom. God can sovereignly do it, and we can do it by our own will. And I've got some testimonies I can share. Part of this comes down to being able to hear God's voice and sense what he's saying Actually, wrote a book on that. <laughs> Anyone want it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I wrote this book called Hearing God's Voice Made Simple. Yeah, a former atheist wrote a book on hearing God's voice. Uh, and God speaks to us in many different ways. He speaks to us through dreams, visions, circumstances of your life. He speaks through art. He speaks through music, film, many different ways that God speaks to us. He is always communicating with us. He'll speak to you through your pets if you're like tuned in to what's going on. So, part of one of the tools that uh, God has given us is uh, for healing. It's, it's it really used for healing, but it's actually a very wonderful gift. It can be used for a lot of different things. Uh, gift of Word of knowledge Right It's it's part of hearing God's voice. It's a spiritual gift. I Saw that <laughs> Mr. Lickin. there he gets words of knowledge periodically uh, Part of part of the package of spiritual gifts in first Corinthians Are the revelation gifts word of wisdom word of knowledge gift of prophecy You hear what God is saying, sometimes he'll give you insights into things you have no idea, you have no information about. And God can give us insights about what's happening, what's going on politically, in our family, personally, whatever he wants to do, he can give us information, give us knowledge. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom are similar. Word of knowledge is information. A word of wisdom tells you what to do with that information. It's how you apply it. And in the coming days, God is going to give us revelation about what's happening in the world and how we can um, take a part in what he needs to do through words of knowledge and words of wisdom. We need to be hearing God's voice very closely. We need to be following God closely in the coming days because our normal sources of information may suddenly dry up to some degree. And God, can, I think, I believe, that if they try to cut down our lines of communication, because we're digital soldiers, and the most important thing that we do is communicate with each other, right? I read Brian's stuff, <laughs> I read Patel Patriot's stuff, I read other people's things, I listen to their videos and podcasts. I get information from them, they get information from me. The cabal wants to cut off our lines of communication. They're gonna do whatever they need to do to do that. God has a communications network that they can't cut off. Amen. I'll just put it that way. God will give you information that they can't take away from you. And sometimes that comes in in visions. I actually had a vision a couple mornings ago. Uh, I had a dream, I couldn't remember the dream. I woke up, I had this vision. I was just laying there with my eyes closed I had a vision of a storm. And it's the first storm vision dream I've had in a long time. And I think it portends the coming political storm. I couldn't see anything, it was wind so fast, there was debris picked up flying in this storm. And I knew what it meant. God was telling me the storm's coming. We're getting close, right? If you're interested in learning how to develop your ability to see visions, see in the spirit, I wrote this book. Back there in the purple and white, uh, called Seeing in the Spirit Made Simple. There you go.
1: Thanks.
0: So, seeing in the spirit is not a special gift just for prophets. Contrary to what you may have been taught. You are a spirit. When God created you, he created you a spirit. You inhabit a physical body, and you have a soul. And your spirit has spiritual ears, spiritual eyes, spiritual nose. You can smell the spirit. Hey, you know what? Let's do an exercise. All right. Uh, I'm just going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to ask God to bring his presence And I'm going to ask him to let you smell what the kingdom of God smells like Mm. right now. So I want you to just relax for a second and just take a couple of breaths in the next minute or so. I'm going to ask God to manifest to your spirit, man, what the kingdom of God smells like. It has an aroma. Lord, bring your presence. Lord, bring your glory manifest the aroma of heaven angels get in here come on angels get in release the glory release the aroma of heaven Lord release the aroma of heaven Lord bring your glory bring your presence let them smell the aroma of heaven command spiritual senses to be opened and activated right now. Lord, release your, the aroma of heaven. Okay. Some of you are going to have a little interesting experience later on tonight. You're going to be going into your hotel room and some really crazy aroma is going to hit you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'll, if you're not smelling it now, you may smell it later. So God gives us a lot of tools uh, in which we can operate to manifest his kingdom. If you are a believer, it's all we're supposed to be manifesting his kingdom. If you're sick, if you have pain, if you have disease, that is a manifestation of the kingdom of darkness. God wants us to manifest His kingdom, which is health, healing, and wholeness. John 10.10 Jesus said, The thief does not come but to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have life in that more abundantly. And God wants us to have abundant life. And the enemy, the kingdom of darkness, is all about stealing, killing, and destroying.
1: Alright.
0: I'm (laughs) going to get it so I wrote another book, this is my latest book, Dream Interpretation Made Simple okay Uh, that That is a book I I started writing in 2010 (laughs) and finally finished a couple of months ago Uh, because I was too dang busy doing Q Uh, but God speaks to us through dreams I mean, look through the Old Testament just the Old Testament, and there's All kinds of dreams where God spoke to Pharaoh and spoke to Jacob and and all the the patriarchs he actually spoke to Joseph and Mary through dreams and told them that hey Joseph don't put away your wife you know she got knocked up but she she ain't cheating on you that was me (laughs) that was his message in a dream If you're interested in dreams, and the interesting thing about the dream interpretation book is a lot of people have written to me and said, after they bought the book and started reading it, they suddenly started having dreams every night. If you want to receive dreams from God, commit yourself to writing down your dreams, journaling them, and then interpreting them. Because most dreams are symbolic. They have to be interpreted. Even the craziest, dumbest, Oh, it's a soul dream. It's just me, you know. Pizza dream, whatever. If you take the time to interpret those dreams, you'll find out there is a very profound message in a lot of those dreams. So, if dreams are one of the ways we can receive revelation from God, and God has given me my entire ministry, my—I didn't get involved in anything. I didn't follow Q. I didn't vote for Trump until God said in a dream, "I want you to do this." I want you to get interested in this, follow this guy, do this, do that. Almost all the revelation I get from God is in dreams. He leads me very uh, in very specific ways through dreams. And he can do it for you, too. A lot of people say, I'm not hearing God's voice. If you're having dreams, you're hearing God's voice. He is speaking to you through dreams. Right. So, uh, a lot of people on Telegram who follow me have been engaging in the emotional healing process. They've been getting healed of emotional trauma from their childhood. A lot of the trauma happens in childhood, some of it happens in adulthood. And what what many people are finding is that, sure enough, if they will engage the emotional healing process and allow Jesus to heal them, heal their soul of the emotional wounds, they'll receive physical healing afterward. Emotional and physical healing are very closely tied together. Uh, deliverance goes with it because a lot of the pain and sickness, illness that you think is physiological, is actually a freaking demon. I I'm st- stunned at the testimonies I received from people who thought they had a physiolog. We had this one woman from Ireland. She had an anal fistula. Okay. She was leaking stuff everywhere she went. It was a mess, an anal fistula. She commanded a demon to leave and she was healed. It was completely demonic. It was healed like that, okay? There's all kinds of things that people think I have a physiological issue and it's actually a de- the manifestation of a demon. And if you, most, most times, What I found is that demons find a way into our lives through emotional wounds. You have an emotional wound, you let it lay there, a demon comes along and attaches to you, and now you have migraine headaches, you have irritable bowel syndrome, you've got some other issue, you've got asthma, you have anxiety attacks you have insomnia you've got whatever else goes with it and if you will go through the emotional healing process you will heal the wound removes the place of attachment for the demon the demon leaves and then you're physically healed and that's many times the process that I've seen over the last five years we have thousands of testimonies from people who have received healing by going through the emotional healing process the process is very simple I wrote a little book about it. <laughs> you, you, and you. Uh, anybody else? One over there. Get a white The way
1: to the
3: lava. Other way. Yeah. Yep. I got. I
0: got plenty of these. I'll try. Take one. Take one. Take one. Thank you. Thank you. So it's a really simple process, basically, and here's here's the magic. I studied more than a dozen methods of emotional healing over the course of about two years. And I learned a lot, took in a lot of information. Most of the emotional healing processes that people use take a minimum of two hours, and in some cases, six weeks. Some of it is essentially counseling, and a lot of it isn't very effective. I worked at, I worked as a paramedic, and I have short rides to the hospital. <laughs> I'm with a patient for 10 or 15 minutes. I don't have two hours to go through sozo to get somebody healed. So I asked the Lord, okay, uh, can you like give me like the Reader's Digest condensed <laughs> version of this thing so I can just like really quick. And, and, and the Lord showed me a process that almost every emotional healing process has two or three things that they do and the rest of it is just fluff. So I took the three steps that the Lord showed me, which is identify the emotion that you feel when you think of a traumatic event. What emotion do you feel? Fear, hopelessness, anxiety, anger, whatever it is. Identify the emotion, give it to Jesus, ask him to heal the wound in your soul. That's it, it's that simple. So, we think of a traumatic event from your past. Okay, I'm feeling the the event. I feel the anger. I feel the shame. I feel the guilt. You say, Jesus, I ask you to take this shame from me or guilt or anger. I ask you to heal the wound in my soul. I receive your healing. And an optional step is you can ask him to give you the opposite emotion. So, if you feel shame, He'll take away the shame and give you honor. If you feel anger, say, Lord, take this anger from me and give me peace. And he'll give you peace. And every time for the rest of your life, when you think about that event, you're going to feel peace instead of anger. It's that simple. Now... (laughs) This side, there, over here. Yeah. Uh, right there with the straight top. Uh, yep.
1: you. Oh, just bring it over to this side. Of the All right. Somebody needs
0: to be a She's got it. All right, I'll take it to So, I wrote my first novel. Hang on a second. I'm going to make you stand here for a minute. My first novel is called The Gates of Shiloh. It's a novel. It's fantasy. It is a modern adaptation of The Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis, okay? It's all about demons and how they prey on us. And the main character in the book, named uh, Shiloh, has multiple personalities. She's got DID, and she's been in and out of mental health facilities her entire life. Survivor of ritual abuse. There are a lot more survivors of ritual abuse than we're aware of. It's way more common. On my Telegram channel, I know I can think of a dozen people who are survivors of ritual abuse, who are in the Telegram channel, and they're going through the emotional healing process. For the garden variety emotional trauma that we all suffer every day, the process that I described works really well. For people who have survived ritual abuse, the process is much more involved. There are different steps, different process, and I, I didn't want to write, initially, a, like a straightforward book on healing uh, ritual abuse, trauma, because I knew a lot of people were going to attack me about it. So I thought, okay, I'll just write a novel. <laughs> And I'll take, I'll take the instruction for healing trauma from ritual abuse and write it into the storyline, right? So if you know somebody who is a survivor of ritual abuse who has severe trauma, who has multiple personalities, that book, The Gates of Shiloh, is a, it's essentially a training manual to teach you how to get those people healed. It's a very entertaining story. People love it, it's a page turner but it's a training manual for healing trauma, severe trauma.
1: Uh,
0: So. (laughs) (laughs) Just one of them. It's becoming very popular in my telegram group because there's just a lot of people who are survivors of trauma. And when when the deep state is taken down, and they are going to be taken down, When when the deep state is taken down, uh, we're going to be flooded with people who are survivors uh, of ritual abuse. We do not have in place the training, equipping, and the ministry necessary right now to handle those people. A lot of them, when they come out of ritual abuse, they get into halfway houses where they're further abused and taken advantage of. That's kind of the system we have right now. There just isn't a real good... Uh, I only know a handful of people around the country who are doing any significant ministry for ritual abuse survivors. We need a lot more people to be trained to do this. Because the flood is coming. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of working on the ambulance, <clears throat> uh, much of what God has done to transform my mind about Him and His kingdom and how we can change the lives of other people for the better came through working on the ambulance, uh, praying for people in the ambulance, praying for people in nursing homes. I've seen doctors heal, uh, just surprising, stunning things, nurses heal, paramedics, a lot of my partners, I think I have, Seen 13 or 14 of my EMT paramedic partners, you <laughs> know, many, many different things. And uh, because Denise convinced me to be a writer, I wrote a lot of stories about the people that have seen healed. And one of the books I wrote called "It's called My Craziest Adventures with God." Right there in the orange shirt, sir, come on up here. <laughs> Craziest Adventures with God. Volume one. Thank you very much. You are welcome. <laughs> in, in the Made Simple books, in the Divine Healing Made Simple, Seeing in the Spirit Made Simple, Hearing God's Voice Made Simple, those are training books. Uh, it's more of a didactic here's the biblical basis, here's the scriptures, here's the objections people have, here are some of my experiences. More straightforward teaching. The Craziest Adventures with God is where I just tell stories about people who've been healed, mechanical things we've seen healed or repaired by God, financial miracles, God is into financial miracles. Can I get an amen? (laughs) Amen. So so that's volume one. And then there's volume two. Blue shirt. Yep, you with the flag on. A flag on the air. Volume two is about 50 more stories of crazy adventures and things that god has done those books are the least popular books that i have but the people (laughs) who know me really well they're the most loved because it's all the crazy stories about just amazing things that god has done through us and it's just testimonies it's one testimony after another after another after another of how god opened a door let me speak to someone I prayed for them and they got healed or we got a financial miracle or a breakthrough on this. They're just very encouraging. It's like chicken soup for the Christian soul. Amen. Those books are. Uh, and, and all of that is to say, I just want to encourage you that God is very much into miracles. He is a supernatural. It is, it's how it's, God is supernatural. God cannot stop being supernatural. Any more than a cat can stop being a cat. (laughs) It's a cat's nature to meow and be a cat. It's God's nature to be supernatural. He is very much into healing, even if your pastor tells you that healing and miracles stopped 2000 years ago, which is what I used to believe for eight years when I first became a believer. God is very much into the miraculous and we are going to need the miraculous in the coming days we're going to have to draw close to god and we're going to have to get our peace from god because we are going to be coming into the storm and the storm is going to be a storm for everyone like we're you know here's what's going to happen durham's going to start unsealing indictments and we're going to be you know popcorn Oh, Hillary already got mad today. Woo! Awesome! You know, oh man, they indicted Comey. Check that out. Brennan and Clapper are next, right? We're gonna be watching the indictments. Alright? And the storm is coming for them. It's also coming for us. Because if you think the deep state is just going to sit there and not fight back, they're going to fight back. But Jesus said. Be a good cheer, because I have overcome the world. I leave you peace, not as the world gives peace, okay? The peace that God gives us is not the peace of Twitter and the Threadmakers and Patel Patriot and my latest Q video. It's all good information. I'm not telling you that you shouldn't get your information. Go, get your information. Don't let it be your source of, this is what changed my life. So in October, this spirit of fear was attacking me. Every time, uh, I'm like, wow, does, get this thing out of here. I want this fear coming over me. I went back. The Lord gave me a dream. and He said, go back and listen to some of your old podcasts and videos from 2015, <laughs> 2014. was like, all right. I listened to some of my old videos and I was talking about God's presence. And I was teaching on it. And I had completely forgotten about it. I had forgotten about God's presence. I was not focusing on God's kingdom first. And I tried an experiment one night. Because you can ask God to bring his presence into the room where you're staying and his manifest presence will do crazy stuff. Right, Jill? Yes, Yes, it will. When Jill and I went to the Sid Roth taping and we were hanging out in the lobby at the hotel um, i went out on a limb and i prayed for jill and i said lord i want you to manifest gold dust on her hands and i prayed and her hands got covered with gold dust that was a gold dust is a manifestation of god's kingdom it's biblical <laughs> go back to the old testament So you can ask God to bring his manifest presence into your house. And I started doing that in February, I think, or yeah, February. Because for 10 years, I've had broken sleep, interrupted sleep. Wake up at 2.30, 3, 3 3.30, can't sleep anymore. My mind is just going and I cannot sleep. And it's been kind of driving me crazy Uh, for 10 years. And in February, I said, you know what? I'm gonna try something, experiment. When I went to bed, I said, Lord, bring your presence for rest. into the house and let me sleep all night. That night, I slept till seven o'clock in the morning. And I was glued to the bed in the morning. Had a hard time getting out of bed. Very unusual, because normally my Getting up time was between 2.30 and 5. It's been that way for years. And I slept until 7. And the next night, I said, okay, I'm going to try this again. I said, Lord, bring your presence for rest into the room and let me sleep tonight. And I slept all the way through the night till sunrise. And I did it again, and I did it again, and I slept every night I've done it. I skipped one night. I forgot to do it, and I was up at 3 in the morning. I have made that my ritual at night. I just say, Lord, bring your presence or rest. Let me sleep through the night. And I have been sleeping through the night and getting up sometime after sunrise every night since I've been doing this. It has totally changed my life. I don't have any fear, no anxiety, no insomnia. I'm not processing things at 2.30 in the morning anymore. Sorry, I'm not reading your emails at 3 o'clock in the morning anymore. Uh, it has changed my life. It is simply because I asked God to bring his presence for rest. Now, here's the thing. God's presence, his glory, manifests in different ways. When I'm praying for someone to be healed, I say, Lord, bring your presence for healing. That's a manifestation of God's presence. When we're doing deliverance, I say, Lord, bring your presence for deliverance. If I wanna have dreams all night long, I say, Lord, bring your presence for revelation. Because God's presence manifests in different ways. He'll give you dreams, he'll give you visions, he'll help you do deliverance, he'll do healing. Lord, bring your presence for financial provision. I haven't tried that yet, maybe I will. God's manifest presence, it, it manifests in different ways. The a manifold wisdom of God, right? It's in the Bible, it's biblical. There is a manifold presence of God. God's glory manifests in many different ways. Miracles, healing, deliverance, revelation, visions, dreams. I am going to encourage you tonight, when you go to bed ask God to bring his presence for whatever you need whether it's rest revelation wisdom whatever you need ask God tonight to bring his presence for to meet your need whatever it is if you have insomnia ask God for his presence of rest and watch what happens because a lot of you are having trouble sleeping your mind is processing, you're afraid, you're worried, what's my business gonna ha- you know, happen with all this crazy stuff going on? We need to let God be our peace, because when we're at peace, when we're at peace, we can help other people most effectively. If we're freaking out, if we're lost, if we're injured, sick, worried, anxious, sleep deprived, It's very hard to be an effective digital soldier. We need to be at the top of our game. It's a spiritual battle. And God will give us victory over the enemy if we're willing to cooperate with Him, walk with Him, hear His voice, operate in His presence. And that is all I have for you tonight.